You might like to turn in your Bible, if you would, uh, to Genesis. We're going to go back and try to figure out where Jeremiah came from. And in the light of the day in which we live, in, in just before the year 43 A.D., 43 A.D., and in that year, just before that, the Druids, uh, the, they were a religious group in Gaul and Britain, and they had their activities. A little later, 800 plus or minus, the Roman Catholic Church had All Saints Day. And All Saints Day is on November 1st, and therefore the evening, like Halloween, the 31st, is when the, that the two things came together. And in the process of that, the Halloween became the place, the exercise of uh, ghosts and spirits and fairies and witches and elves and everything. And all of it came like that. And they had all of that activity. And it was the night the people that wandered the earth, uh, that was the night they were free to walk around, etc., etc. And that's what they did. And so it became a very uh, religious time in one sense and a scary time in another sense. And we've lived through it all these years in our country, etc. Now, having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, so we're looking, and, uh, and the devil, the devil uh, applauded Halloween, uh, as, and God allowed Halloween. Now, having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, and I was going to try to bring out my, my gargoyle, uh, but my, I have a little gargoyle, and I have a big gargoyle. Uh, I have a big one, but it's too heavy to fool around with. And so, the, and gargoyles up in the religious buildings and churches and all of that, all of the demons and all of that type of thing, all of that, all of that developed as we've shared of late from Genesis chapter 6 and following and thus Tower of Babel, etc. And the people looked and needed a some more something to, to make it so that they didn't have to honor God and so they became religious or religious and they looked to the sky and the stars and they built the tower up to worship the, which you all, you, you all know. And they did that, and they had a city and a tower, and they got very religious, and when they became religious, and then, then, then they, all the demons, the demons and all of that influenced, and then you have all kinds of the, the god of the stars, gods in the stars, gods everywhere. And, and the demons, demons had rose up to great power and influence. They don't have any, but they do, because the God of this world, the devil, has taken a command of all of the nations of the world. So in the light of that, God gave, as you know, the, 
tree of chapter 2 and verse 17, they were not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were not to do so. And, uh, and remember, Adam and Eve are very, very with it. They have light and they have life. And they have a relationship to God that gave them. And if they ate of the tree of life, they would have kept going and would be under that influence. But they sinned in Adam and chapter 3 in Genesis. And you recall the, the enticement, uh, Eve and that had looked at the tree, thought about the tree. So it wasn't a thing they just off the cuff, but they thought about it. And Eve thought about it. You say, what would happen if I took, I can't eat of that tree? I could eat everything, but I can't eat, uh, but I can't eat of that tree. I can eat of all the trees, but the, not that. And therefore, the desire, the mood, and when you come to verse 6, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. And that's a tree tree of knowledge. What's the tree? The tree of the knowledge of what? Good and evil. Good and evil. Wise. Enticing. And so that drew her, and the devil used all of that uh, to cause her to eat and then Adam also. Now, in the process, the main point to get, verse 5, and God doth know, 3 and 5, God doth know in the day you eat thereof that your eyes will be opened and you shall be as God. Remember, no gods are yet. It's an Elohim in the plural. God, you shall be as God. And God has an advantage because he knows good and evil And you don't know good and evil. You only know good. Therefore, therefore the enticement to to, uh, have a little more uh, understanding about a God, and you have to understand a God would be an awesome person to them because the perfect environment, uh, they would have had a sense of God like uh, we couldn't even explain it. They have. So, to be like, have that sense of God, and then to want more of it, boy, why not? Why not? And so, that she took of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the day she ate thereof, she died, and the light became darkness, and life became death, and she died. And we shared of late, you know, that. And, and the only way you can come close to this, and and uh, Cain and uh, Cain and Abel did never knew it, but they did. Adam and Eve, uh, that when Christ died on the cross, when he went to the cross at at noon. At that point, he faced three hours of death, and that's what happened to Adam and Eve. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And in that moment, in those moments, in that moment he died physically. I mean, he died spiritually. He would then die physically. And God, in his perfect wisdom and way of saving grace, separated God the Son, separated from the perfect humanity of Christ, and the perfect humanity of Christ died died. He faced death. 
spiritual death without God. Now, and that's what happened to Adam and Eve in a moment. Now, back to where we, where we are today and all of that. So, now that did something. And, and Cain and Abel and all us humans thereafter have faced the result. And the result is, in Adam's sin, we, in Adam's fall, we sinneth all. And, and, and Romans 5.12, uh, by one man sin entered, sin entered the world and death by sin. So we're all born the same way, dead in sins. Now, now I need something else because I need to hit the target. I was going to bring out my gargoyle and uh, I found uh, uh, someone left a mask, one of those Halloween masks, and I was going to bring that over, but, you know, if I put it on, it's, you'd all get scared and I didn't want to do that to you. So, now... But that's the point. We do all these things, and, uh, and we sort of have a treat. We're being treated. And we go and have fun, have fun. And we do all of that. Now, having said that, having fun and all of that, and I understand that, now my point, in the light of that, <clears throat> the devil, what, what, why? Why Halloween? Why all of it? Because the day Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they died, and they knew evil. They lost the good for a moment, Adam and Eve, and they discovered the evil. Sin, sorrow, and suffering. And that was the beginning. Now, now that's what there is. When we speak of evil, we're speaking of the absence of God in the human heart, that's where we need to locate it. It isn't out in the street. It isn't out here. That's the whole straw man. We've got to find evils everywhere. And we're going to escape from evil and uh, avoid evil. We aren't going to get involved in evil. And that's a, that's a human thinking. And we do that. And that's very effective in keeping us from enjoying being saved. Why? Because. Over, if you would please, let me just do it very as quickly and, and as whatever. I just want you to see the problem isn't outside. And we, we're, we're, we're prone. We're, we're built that way. Our system is to be afraid of this and afraid of that and don't touch that and, and that's evil. And it isn't evil, but we talk it's evil. That's an evil thing, an evil this. And it isn't evil. It can't be evil. Only people can be evil. People. Things can't be evil. Now, a big sword swinging could cut your head off, but the sword isn't evil. The person swinging that sword might be is evil, but not the sword. Now, over if you would to catch this, you'll catch it easy and it's very familiar to you. You need to get it so that, because then it's going to help you a lot with your, with phobias and fears. We're afraid of this, we're afraid of that, the demon over here. And I understand, devil, no question. Mark chapter 7, and let me just point out, remind you and myself, 
so that we see this. And once you really see it, you'll, it'll help you, I think. In the, in the Gospel of Mark, picking up please, but I want you to notice the word. What is the issue? The issue is evil. Evil. That's the problem of evil. So we're trying to get a handle on it because we're trying to find it. So I'm not looking out somewhere and thinking it's going to rise up out here and I can escape over here and miss it. That I can't do. I can't do. I need to see it realistically, objectively, to rightly be a winner. Otherwise, I'm a loser. So Mark chapter 7, and picking up, please, as you note, in verse 18. And he said unto them, Are you without understanding also? You do not, do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him. It is no, it, whatever, it make it sick from something, but it won't make anything, it is nothing sinful about it, you know. Uh, verse 10, because it entereth not into the heart. It's not a heart pro thing. What you eat doesn't go into your heart. The, the result in nutrients and that help it, but it doesn't go into your heart. It goes down to your stomach and your two intestines and out the door. Because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the drought, purging all meats. And he said, now the point, that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. And then you're going to tell me what it is. From, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. So the problem, the problem when Adam and Eve ate, they, they lost the light and life, and they ended up in darkness and death, for, and, and they ended up with evil. They knew, what is evil? Evil is the opposite of good. It's the opposite of God. It's evil. It's un, unhealthy, unholy, un, no benefit in any way, shape, or form. From it, it's evil. And that's our heart. Uh, do it again. And just notice now in the words as you read them, you see in verse 22, the word wickedness. In verse 22, the word deceit. These, are, these live it in your heart. If you, if you could go inside, you can't. You, if you, the person living inside here, that's what's, they, they got that inside of them. They've got that wickedness. They've got deceit. Now hang on. Over to Galatians. And pick up a couple of other words. And in Galatians in chapter 5, picking up the thought, in chapter 5, going over to verse uh, in the light of it all. Verse, verse 20, uh, well, I'll read verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, made clear, public, plain. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. And then you underline in your mind idolatry and witchcraft. 
witchcraft. What do you think Halloween and demons and all? It's ghouls and goblins. Witchcraft, witchcraft. It's a a long history with witchcraft. I got all kinds of books on witchcraft and all that stuff. Wow. That's what's there. It's just history. And and in the process, so we have have idolatry and witchcraft. Uh, Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such such like of he which I tell you, therefore, and I tell you, as I also have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So we're looking at the human heart, and the human heart is evil. It's wicked. It is deceitful. It is deceitful. Without turning there, you know, in, in uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, 9, the heart is, the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who said that? God did. God said, do you understand? There's no fixing it. It's just bad, bad. Now, what do we want to do if you're the devil and the flesh? We want to keep it, what? Do we want to know that? Is that something we want to know, what we just read? Do you want? Do people walk? Are people in the government? People in school, teaching school? Are people coming and going where you work or go to school? Is that what they think? Do they understand that about their human heart? When it comes to God, God said it's thumbs down. They don't understand that. They don't want to understand that. And that's why we got the problem, in the sense, why all of the things out here, evil, 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 evil. And as history has gone down the road, you are reminded, we are again reminded, that the gods, the idolatry, the witchcraft, the all kinds of things like that have, have reduced down down, and especially in an industrial society like ours, down it goes, and we're more social, we're materialistic, we're caught up in that. And why is that? Because all of the religious things have to be subdued, and uh, we get caught up in materialism. Materialism is going to lead, as we've been looking at in the six o'clock hour, Revelation 13, and all of that is going to lead what? to the right atmosphere for the Antichrist to do what he's going to do. You can't have a whole lot of goblins out here. You've got to get all that shrunk down to where it's just us and we're trying to survive and we need some help, we need peace, uh, we don't need goblins and there's no goblin going to help us and uh, Allah isn't really going to help us So, because uh, there's no way to get anything out of out of our religious system, Buddha or anybody else. So now, having said that, so thinking and keeping that in mind, so the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Now, and the heart, so God, here we are, we have to understand the problem. The problem is an internal one. And our whole system is going to do everything possible to avoid understanding that. And we'd rather uh, take my children away because I don't want to see this evil. 
you know, see that. We, we, get, we live like that. And we teach that. We don't even know we're doing it. Now, over, if you would please, in the light of that, Revelation chapter 12. In Revelation chapter 12, just reminding you, in the light of the Bible, Revelation chapter 12, about the Genesis 3-1, the serpent was the one that got Eve to, to take of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he deceived, he got her, he tricked her. Chapter 12, verse 9, the Revelation. And the great dragon... The great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and the angels were cast out with him. So, who's the one? What's the devil do? The devil and his angels do what? Deceive. Deceive. Now, why would they deceive? Why would you do that? Why do you even push deception? and idolatry because it's in the human heart deception and idolatry it's part of our nature we don't feed out something that doesn't connect if you want to win people and get them you've got to attach to something that's inside of them to reach them and that's their heart and the devil uses the very things that the when we partook of evil, we became, our heart became like that, deceitful, desperately wicked. And now you can play my heart because I am, I already got the disease. I already got the problem. I already got idolatry. Now all you got to do is feed me it, manipulate, attract me, and I'm going to be caught up in it just as easy as that. No question. Now, if you, and then if you took time, and you don't have to take time, if you took time to read in chapter, well, you're right next door. We'll do that much anyway. Chapter 13, where we've been looking, chapter 13, and go over to verse 14. And the very first thing the false prophet's going to do, and I'm going to read chapter 13, verse 14. And deceiveth, there's your word, verb, them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles. Now, why would you, deception, what are you going to do at the end of the millennium? God is going to let the, the devil, all by his lonesome, loose, all by his, all by his little lonesome. <laughs> and here's a world with billions of people on it. I mean, i got to tell you, because you aren't dying in a thousand years, man... Who knows? God knows. What's he going to do? He's going to deceive the people of the world, the whole world, as the sand of the sea. That many. I got to tell you, deception. It's in our heart. It's in our our human heart. And, And you can play it all the way down the line. Now, in order to play it, you know, over to Isaiah... There has to be a system to play because we can't, we know it's there. We, we have the under, sin, sorrow, and suffering. We have all of these things to remind us 
that we aren't super duper healthy and we aren't super duper good. Uh, We've got a lot of problems with envy and jealousy and everything else, hatred, all of these things that exist in us. Wow, idolatry to that. So here's Isaiah chapter 5, as you're familiar, and look at it again in the light of what we're seeking to understand again. Verse 20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. If I turn them all upside down, the evil heart, well, I'm going to turn it around, turn it around, and the evil heart, I'm going to turn it, becomes good. And where does the evil go? I turned it around. I took the, I took the good God, and I made that evil out here, out here, and I brought into my being I called evil good and good evil. I turned it around. Wasn't that neat? You turn it around, and that's what people did. That's what they did. That's why you can get it. It's so easy. <laughs> that's why you try to convince them about what evil. You've got evil, all kinds of different words and explanations trying to understand it. <laughs> that's because we turn it around. Now, just to, over when you come to the end, of uh, Old Testament, Malachi again, just to see God's it's a consistent thing. The, it's a wonderful solution. The world's very smart. Malachi chapter 2, picking up in verse 17 again. You, you have wearied the Lord with your words. Ye say, wherein have we wearied him? When you say, every one that doeth evil is good in the light in the sight of the Lord, and he to God delighteth in them when you call evil good and good evil. And by the way, God doesn't care how much we goof everything up, because he doesn't judge anything. God isn't knocking us down, God isn't striking us down, we can do anything we want. And therefore, we're going we're gonna to sneak through it. That's how we're going to do it. In the Genesis flood, the, all those people, apart from Noah and his family, uh, they didn't want to face up to the fact that their Adam and Eve had sinned and they'd all become evil. They didn't want to own up to being evil, even though what? When you read Genesis 6, 5 and that, and they did evil continually. And wickedness. That's what they did. But they aren't going to own up to that, no. So what we do it. It isn't so bad. Bad is somewhere else. It isn't here. It isn't in us. It bad, evil things are out there somewhere. Now, having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, so all of that does what? It creates a straw men, as you know, we put something out there for everyone to get after. The politics does that all the time and stuff like that. And you put something out there and you go after it. And it isn't really what the issue is. But you're going to go after it, after it, in order to avoid something else. So straw man, we put something out there and you're all looking out there and you don't look at me. Think of a magician. Magic. Magicians. Magicians. What is the secret of a magician? 
I, I don't know, I'm not one. <laughs> but if you were one, it's to be able to go to have you look over here and not look over here. To get your attention, to deceive you, to trick you so that you're looking here. I want you to look here. Well, I go over here. A straw man that isn't real. It isn't, it's how we trick people. How people, uh, that's how people do things. They put ads in the paper and stuff. Big things. And they're all wrong. It doesn't matter. Because, and they could ra- re- retract it the next day. It won't make any difference. It was read, and people don't read the retraction. You did your job. It's, all, it's, it's a lousy, it's, it's a world we live in. Now, having said that little bit, and keeping that in mind, if you would. So here's the, here's the, what we are, and we're looking at the world in which we live, and uh, in the process, we need to understand uh, that darkness needs light, and uh, death needs life, and, uh, and we're being treated, treated, to, so that we can escape calling good evil, uh, calling evil good, I should say, and we can get by. It, it's sort of a relaxing thing. All the while, we're being tricked. We're being treated by the system, the God of this world. And we're being treated. And so we we feel good about ourselves. When you go to bed tonight, uh, from a human standpoint, uh, you aren't thinking of uh, people. uh, uh, You should be amazed people aren't worse. Uh, But but we're we're there. And, And evil's somewhere else, isn't it? It isn't in your bedroom, is it? It isn't in your refrigerator. No, no. We, we like it. We like it. And therefore, therefore, uh, we are being treated. The system is treating us. All the while, we're being tricked. And we can't see the problem. Because the system doesn't want us to see the problem. Because then we all have to do something to fix it. And we're all in the same boat. You see, so we don't want to have to fix that. So it's going to keep right on going, right into the tribulation. Wow. Now, having said that and keeping that in mind, if you would, over, and remember, now I've got to add to that. And without turning there, Second Corinthians chapter 4, 3 and 4. The God of this world hath blinded the heart, the minds of them that what? that don't believe. What's the secret? To get people so tricked, so caught up in everything and anything, that they aren't believing the realities of life. And if I can trick them and deceive them, and they deceive easy to do, because the seat's built right into them, and I can trick them and deceive them, and I can keep them what? To keep them. And as long as I keep them from believing, I've got them. Because their mind is what? Blinded. And if their mind is blinded, they're going to like this evil for good and good for evil. That's a, nice, that's a nice solution. Yes, sir. I like that one. Now, having said that, and you know if you took time uh, over, oh, let's do it differently. Over to John chapter 17. John chapter 17. 
And you will notice, please, John chapter 17, picking up, if I can, in our Lord in the upper room before he goes out to the cross, the garden and the cross. Uh, Chapter 17, verse 15. I pray not that thou should take them, the believers, out of the world, but that thou should keep them from, out from the evil, the evil one. I want them to be kept from the evil one. We just read it. Revelation 12, 9. The God of this world, the devil, Satan, is an arch deceiver. And he knows how to play the game because he's had all a long history to learn how to play it. So he knows how to play the game to the nth degree. No matter how you cut the cookie. Now, having said that, so God said, what are you praying, God? I want, I'm praying... I'm praying, verse 15. I'm praying that I don't want them. I want, I want them in the middle of this mess, in this deception, with their old nature. And I want them to know and be saved, know me as their Savior, to believe, so that they can overcome evil, as you'll see in a sec. And I'm going to leave them in the world, and the world's evil, and the people are evil. By that I mean the human heart is evil, the person that's saved has got an evil heart, apart from God's grace, that's going to be taken care of at the the Lord's return. But they already have one. So there's no big deal about it. I have an evil heart, a rotten heart. All of us do. So there's no big thing. Don't tell me I don't have one. I do. You all have one. No offense. It's just what we are. For real. You've got to be real about it. Now, having said that, Keeping in mind, and First John chapter five. First John. First John chapter five. So God, you're going to keep us. You're trying to tell us you're going to help us against the evil one, the God of this world, the devil himself, and his business is deception, to trick us, to trick us. And First John chapter five, picking up, please, in verse nineteen. God again, when we know, in the light of the context, and we know that we are of God, and the whole world system lieth in wickedness of the wicked one. Like a great, we've shared it, it's easy to take the verse apart, like a great big coffin, a great big coffin, and the devil's standing over it, and the whole world system is in the coffin. And he takes care of them down there <laughs> in a coffin. The place of the dead. They're dead, spiritually dead. And he has it now, now. So I live in that world. God, you didn't take me out of it. You leave me in it. I get saved. I'm left in the middle of the coffin. <laughs> I'm left in the middle of this. That's correct. But be of good cheer. I want you there. I want you there. I want my word and my work in the light of the war that's taking place, in the light of what's all happening. I want you there to be a testimony, a witness to me. I want you to be light in the darkness. I want you to be right in the wrongness. I want you to show the difference between everyone else down there that's dead. You're alive. And boy, it's easy. And you see, you aren't blind. 
So, 1 John chapter 4. And 1 John in chapter 4, may I pick up, if I can, uh, in chapter 4, uh, verse, you again, you know it, context, verse 4. You are of God, 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because, because why? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we are talking about a whole lot of people. Greater is the Lord Jesus Christ that you've received as your Savior than he, the devil, who's the boss of this world system. And I'm with you to prick. I want you to be in the middle of it. It's his world, and it's his I'm not going to, I'm just going to keep you from the evil one so that he can't knock you out and knock you down. If you don't let him, he can't do it. Now, so therefore, Again, verse 4, you are of God, little children, have overcome. The greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So God, that's an awesome thing. Mm -hmm. And and God, you can be a winner. God wants us to be a winner. That's right. Now, so in the process, in the process, God, God in me is light, in you, in, in the heart is light, and in him is no darkness. So now God, Ephesians chapter 5. And in Ephesians chapter 5, again, a little bit of the context. Chapter 5, picking up verse 14. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, very, very carefully, not as fools, but as as wise. Why? Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Now, this year and next year and the year after, they're all the same. You're living in the God of this world system. All the people in it have the same evil heart, same everything else. Nothing's changed. Culture can change. The mechanisms can change. A better refrigerator can change. All of those things. But everything's the same. Everything's the same. And God said, you live in that world. I didn't come to take you out of it. I'm leaving you in it. And I'm going to be your security and surety as you stand in it. Because all of the darkness in the world and all of the death in the world and all of the evil in the world and in your own heart can't do one thing to cause me, said God, to be other than who I am. In all of that darkness... I am the light. In all of that death, I am the life. No matter how you do it. So God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. It isn't hard. It isn't hard. Just easy. Just understand it. So when you get saved, that's why you got to be saved, saved. Not, not think you're saved and partially saved and whatever. So here in chapter 5, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Sliding over, if I can, uh, while you have that in mind, chapter 6. And what are you going to know? Well, 
we're going to know that in the process, in the process, we're going to have to go, verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that's the war, against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh Uh-huh. A human heart. A human heart is wicked, deceitful, idolatrous. And that human heart seeks to have power, politics, position, military, all kinds of different ways to have power over people and govern and do everything. And that can do that. And, and, verse 13, Wherefore God take, wherefore God take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the, what kind of day? An evil day. How am I going to stand? You want people that, and you should be glad they aren't worse. In school, at work, at home, they certainly could be worse, and they aren't. All the different, there's a lot of reasons for that. And so therefore, here we are going, God, and we're in it. So we need to understand that we can make it, and we can survive in it, and, and, and we try to be reasonable and, and communicate properly uh, so that God's word and God's wonderful grace is, is made known, and otherwise we'd be in the dark just like they would be. But God is the difference. And therefore, that's why we put on the whole armor of God. God didn't ask us to go and beat the system, change the system. No, he's saving people what? Out of the system. He isn't trying to save the system. He isn't trying to save your old nature. He already did what? He condemned it. He didn't ask you to save it. He didn't ask you to pat it and repaint it like a pig or something uh, to redo it. He didn't ask you to do that. He asked you to count it as what? As dead. Because he crucified it. He didn't ask you to fix it. We keep trying to fix it. Trying to make our life a little better. Make, you need to make your life better. And you need to make your life better. And all of that could be. But that isn't, what, that isn't what it's about. It's about God giving you the wonderful, we've shared it of late, the victory for the wonderful freedom to be the truth and the, know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Wow. Over, if you would, over, if you would, in closing. Psalm 23. We probably didn't get very far or much, but I hope I got a little bit to help you. Uh, the, the world system is seeking to give us a treat and, and to make us feel good about ourself, about our system, about our world. All the while, it's tricking us. Tricking us. In the name of treating us, it's deceived us. Wow. Now, uh, Samuel, uh, Psalm, um, yeah. Psalm 23. And you know, why not? It's fitting. It's fitting. God, here we are in the world and you aren't going to take us out of it? No. Nope. You aren't going to take us out? And we're going to be in it? And, uh, and you're going to be present with us? That's right. I'm going to do that. Now, David, and David, as you know, you can quote it. Psalm 23. David, help us. Say the same thing for us way back then. Way back then. All right. Verse 4. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, of deep darkness, I will fear no evil. I'm not going to be afraid. The goblins and the ghouls and the everything else, I'm not going to do it. No, no, the problem is a worldwide problem, and I carry the disease. And apart from God's grace, I would be just like them. I'd be just like them. I would think like they do, and I'd feel like they do, and I'd do it. But not anymore, because we get saved. Wow. Wow. Now, so therefore, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art, why not? Why aren't you going to? Because for thou art, what? With me. What did you just read in 1 John 4, 4? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God, how are you going to help us? I'm going to be in you. I am your light. I am your life. I am your love. Not you. I am in you, that. And that's why you have it. That's why you're going to make it, if you want to. And you'll be able to know the difference, God. So therefore, verse 4, Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So God, here we are, going through another Halloween, more or less, and we do it. And we've all been through it, and hopefully, hopefully, and I've, it's less and less evil outwardly. Because the world's changing. And we've got a whole new mood and manner of a global setting that never was on the face of the earth until now. And it's opening the door for the next event, which would have had a real problem, but not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore.